Your afternoon of sports pleasure is beginning. It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Whites. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. Why not? It sounded good. Let's do it. Super Wacky Wednesday. Super (laughs) Wacky Wednesday. (laughs) Not that any of us in here are wacky by any means. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wacky Wednesday. Ward Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday's your day. It is? Let's just make it. It is now. Dang it. (laughs) Every Wednesday is Ward Wednesday. There you go. I prefer the weekend, but that's okay. (laughs) You can have that too, why not? Thanks. <laughs> Presented by Scott's Lease Trailer and Pickup Outfitters here on this Wednesday. We'll have RJ Achoa coming up in a little bit. Also, we'll get some local insights coming up in a little bit as well, Cam. On last night's disaster. Oof. Disaster of a basketball game. I've still got the stat cast in front of me here. I, I can't stop staring at it. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Not a good night for yours, mine, our Baylor Bears last night. Not a good night. Think they, Another were tank. Look, they were off a little. A little <laughs> off. <laughs> a little off. Yeah. A little off, but isn't that the Big 12? Yep. I get this. Oh, this was bad, though, Ward. This was this was really I get bad. It. I get it. But, I mean, and there's any any night that you can go out there, and if you're not 100% on your game in the Big 12, you're going to find yourself is, in, a, yeah. in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Don't you, you some, really are. sometimes feel like the Big 12, you're like on a roller coaster. Well, yeah, I, I just again, town. I I, I think you, it's, de- depending on how sick a person you are, it's either a, this masterpiece of a conference, mm-hmm. or it's a disgrace to the game of basketball. Yeah. Just depending on how sick you are, right? right? I mean, it's it's nuts. And and the reason why I was so down on this loss is because I just think you're going to look back on this later in the season and be like, mm, you know, Kansas State's clawing for a for a tournament berth. And we led this game for 37 minutes. Mm-hmm. Should have won this game. Like, because the middle of this conference is tough enough, let alone Kansas State, which is going to be on the front half of the back half. They're going to be on the, the fringe. Correct. They're a fringe team. Yeah. I mean, they're no Oklahoma State bad. No. Oof, Maron, that was terrible. Well, they just got oh. run out of their own gym last oh. night by, by uh, <laughs> and Kansas. And went to overtime to beat Oklahoma yeah, State. I know right. it was on the road, but... Right. They, and that was their other really poor shooting performance. They were 2 of 16 from 3 in that one, which I take solace in the fact that they only shot 16 threes in that game knowing they weren't going to go in. This game last night, they took 28 knowing they weren't going to go in. So, At, at some point, you got to realize, hey, it's not our night outside the arc. Let's work the ball inside. I know. Are we too old school for thinking that? Well, no, no they did. I but just don't think so. They did, but neither one of uh, Ojanwana or... Or even Misi could make a free throw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a legit it was strategic not, thing in the second yeah, half. I know, they but were you, just, shoot, you shoot 28 threes. It, I don't care about bad. free throws. 
You're, well, you're I mean, they shot 47% no, you, from the free throw. I care about free throws. I, that I, cost I, them the game. But in a I, game that goes you can, you can shoot cold if they if they shoot their season average. No. From the free throw line, they win the game. No. That's a fact. No. If they shoot 75 If they shoot 75% like they average on the season, they win last night. No. I it just you you've got to be better and know your <laughs> offense to work it inside and get yourself to the free throw line and be better at the free throw line. I agree with that. You have to be better at the free throw line. But you cannot sit out there and fire away when you're that cold. I think there I was don't a care point who being you afraid are. to go into the free throw line, to be honest with you. Maybe so. Because they were they were just hacking Misi and Ojamuna and taking their chances. I mean, there was a stretch of about two minutes in the early part of that second half where three three time three straight times or three times out of four, they went to Misi in the paint and he got a look at a layup, got hacked all three times. And went two of six in those free throws. Yeah, well, you can't do already that. Already plus you, you four, can't. you lose the game by four. But I, I just, I don't believe just in things like that. Continuing to jack it up from outside when you're just not making it's the part shots. Of it too. Yeah, and, I, and you got to find a way to work it inside and give yourself a chance. Especially if you're a top ten off. But I'm old school. It. I'm old school, right? I, I think I, I, I mean, I agree with that too. I think the free throws are a little bit more than you're making out of it. But no, I, I mean, think they are too. But <laughs> you got to get to the free throw line, and you're right. not going to get there by firing twenty eight threes, and you're not making. Even half of them. Right. I would have actually preferred it if you knock off 10 of those threes and go to the free throw line, even if you're only shooting 50%. Like, that's something they did against Oklahoma State. They adjusted their offense. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be this top 10 offense, you're going to be a top 10 team, which they were last night, according to the polls, you've got to be versatile. And that's what they were not last year. They were just a three-point shooting team last year. And I didn't think that was the case this year. I've seen it on paper, even against some good teams in the non-conference where that was the case, where they could score in other ways. Last night was not it. And and I think they mentioned on the broadcast, too, to kind of talk about the threes a little bit more. And Scott says this, and basically every every time they shoot poorly, is like, we got to look back and see if they were good shots. Oklahoma State, my memory serves correct. Those were good shots. They just weren't going in. Those days happened. But they adjusted, and they won the game. Mm-hmm. Last night, those were not good shots. No. Off the dribble, contested, early in the shot clock, just not good shots, scared to go down low and play physical, is what I thought. Do you think they were intimidated by, you think, like the pressure got to them? I I think. hmm, I just think they thought they could shoot their way out of it, and they couldn't. I think so, too. And, and yes, I think they were, to to a fault, scared to go inside. Because they were going to get fouled, they weren't going to hit free throws, and I think that got to them a little bit. And um, and I think uh, this is not a good mentality to have. And I hope this isn't the case, but this might have played into it. In the Big Twelve, you play physical game after physical game after physical game, and I'm thinking they might have been like, "Man, we we can't hang with these guys if they're just going to bang all night. Like we we're not. They're better at that than us." And I hope that wasn't the case, but. There's a sense of that when you shoot 28 threes. All right. There certainly and is. Almost none of them go and in. <laughs> if you're going to be successful in this conference, as good as it is, you've got to be physical at times. Got to. Got to find a way to be physical. Peacock last uh, yesterday came out. All right. And they said that, well, uh, I know that there's 223 million viewers, right? Pretty good. But now there's a study that says, they likely lost ten million by having it on that platform. There you go. I believe that. So there you go. If I mean, if you think that it's just going to be streaming, 
I don't know because Sports Illustrated Jimmy Triana pointed out the league likely left 10 to 12 million viewers on the table. Green Bay Packers went over the Cowboys. Broadcast on Fox landed 40 million viewers. Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Rams on NBC, 36 million viewers. And Houston Texans and Cleveland Browns, 29 million viewers. The lowest of of them all other than the streaming platform. So, does that mean that does that mean that we're maybe a little bit safe from going completely streaming in the NFL? I would think so. I hope so. But you, I don't well, know. The NFL is trying to get innovative. With okay, it. but listen, your advertisers that pay for those airtime, those commercials, not all of them want to go to streaming because more because there's a lot of people out there that still to this day aren't streaming. And still watch, you know, main network. So you've got to compare apples to oranges. Well, you know, that $10 million that they lost on... on a, 10 million viewers. Yeah, viewers. You know, they probably could have gained more, which the more viewers you have, what? Well, more I mean, money that's what it's all about. It's all, all about the eyeballs. Period. It's all about the eyeballs. Of course. And, Stephanie, and, you and there's people well, like but... me and Aaron who are just stubborn and said, I'm not giving them five million dollars. <laughs> no, I, I refuse. <laughs> And, and it's so greedy because it's amazing how well the NFL is doing ratings-wise. They're just crushing it. They're crushing every other thing that people watch anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're getting greedy by trying to stick playoff games behind paywalls. And I just – I hope it fails. I hope everybody who got Peacock just for that game cancels you know, this is probably isn't a very good comparison, but you know, today's daily newspapers, ninety mm-hmm. percent of daily newspapers in America are all online, and you have to pay to read it. Okay, do you think, in coming from my background, that they have lost a lot of readership? Yes, well, they yeah, have. Because they I'm, have. I'm not going to do it. And here's the thing: when you, I still want to hold the paper. I still want to look through the paper. I still want to see the little things that the paper brings to you. I want it delivered to my door. I, I just, I, I get it. Get off my lawn, kid. I'm an old yeah, guy. Yeah. But I would rather hold and look at a paper and read it, and then maybe pick it up and read it again later on that night, rather than getting online and reading the same stories. I, I just, it's just not what I'm comfortable doing. Me from and a different again, generation, I just want it to be yes. free. I just want it to be free, that's all. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care if it, and I get the paper was never free, but, but you know, still, whether it's on that or on the phone, I just don't want to be paying. It was if you were fast enough. Yeah, I, yeah true, <laughs> true. And what I'm interested in with the advertising standpoint of this, mm-hmm. and I think the NFL is just too big a monster because it can advertise to anybody, mm-hmm. any age range, anything. Um, but I would imagine that there's still a good market out there for advertisers in the NFL for males 50 and up. Oh, absolutely. 45 and up. Absolutely. Those people don't do streaming. They, they don't do it. They don't want to do it. They don't ever want to do it, especially if there's an alternative on satellite TV or regular TV. Well, trying to get my dad to do it, who's 85. He's not going to imagine. Oh, it was, it was a nightmare. No. I mean- we got it done. 
Coach Tom Chesson went over the house and helped him. <laughs> got through it. But I can only imagine. But he was so frustrated and so mad at the world trying to get it done. I mean, it's just there's a certain generation that, and I know that that generation is, <laughs> sounds bad, but fading. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they streaming services may go, yeah. They're not paying us in ten years. Well, that's right. And if you look at if you look at your main online streamers, YouTube, whatever, Netflix, it's twenty five plus twenty five to forty five that are really you know they're all about streaming, all about social media, and um, being in sales as well. That's what you're up against all the time. So you know, depending on how many of that age group is going to watch the NFL or the NBA or you know baseball. Um, that's, you know, like Ward said earlier, it's viewers, it's listeners, and, um, you better hope that age limit that you're trying to reach is there for you, is there for you because that's the money to spend. mm -hmm. And so, you know, yeah, you could, I mean, look at all the commercials out there today. And it's funny because today on Stephanie Sports Talk, we're talking about commercials for Super Bowl. So, all right. Well, and here's another thing that's going to, that's going to go on the streaming side and make this more difficult for fans across all leagues. Valley Sports, we know, is going belly up, bankruptcy, right? A long march to bankruptcy, they, which they've, they, had. <laughs> they've had for a while. Diamond yeah. Sports Group announced the resurrection and reconstruction today of Valley Sports, and it's because Amazon is going to jump in. Brilliant. And Amazon is going to be part of being able to get Rangers, Mavericks, Stars, Detroit Tigers. There's a Padres, handful of teams. Yeah. Padres are in on the deal, too. And so now you're going to have to sign up for Amazon Prime to be able to watch those teams. I don't know what the numbers are going to look like. I don't know how many fans are going to do it. But I think it's going to be detrimental for those folks that say, I'm not doing it, like me. Of of those streaming services, though, do you think Amazon Prime is the least of all evils? Yes, yeah. I do. Because you can use because it for so many things. I, yes. I have Amazon Prime, right? but I have it's Amazon Prime because I do a lot of shopping on Amazon, and so the Prime video comes with, with that annual membership. And it's cheap, right? It, it's that's, not that's bad. A, that's a cheap one. Yeah, it's not now bad. My, I have it. I don't know. Now, you can get it. They're probably taking money out of your yeah, account. Yeah, you don't know. probably two or three subscriptions. Yeah, But the money that you save on shipping alone is worth, worth it. the Prime Absolutely. membership. Absolutely. So that's kind of a built-in plus. Now, I think you can get Amazon Prime Video for like fourteen ninety-nine a month by itself. Now, it oh, doesn't exactly. include the shipping or anything like that or the shopping things that you might want to do. So, I mean, how many people are going to sign up for that just to get their favorite baseball team? This, I think more people fall? sign up for that than having to sign up on, you know, paying for YouTube. Or and, I would, and I would do that, by the way. I, I would do that. I, considering, as an out-of-market fan, I pay... You don't like, even know what like you pay. I, I pay like 100 bucks a season to get the MLB pass. And that's almost exclusively to watch the Red Sox. Now, I watch them all the time, and I can get some other games here and there. I don't, I don't watch them. Um, so for me, if I'm a Dallas sports fan in Houston, out of market, and 
I can get those three teams for 15 bucks a month through that, I would probably going to do it. I would do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I were to get the station that carries the Red Sox and the Bruins, so that's two of my teams, it's like 30 bucks a month. It's an absolute ripoff. Like, it just is. So, I, I, would, I would probably do it for that. And I think Amazon has the, the benefit. Now, it is still like those other streaming services and how in price range. But I think you get more bang for your buck, so maybe that's a little bit better. Well, I, I think you do, too, because you get some original programming with yeah. Prime as well. I mean, Peacock has almost nothing, by the way. Peacock the has. the office, a, and that's what that's it's, yeah. it's terrible. It. Yeah, they, they don't mean, really is. I mean, all you're no watching, reason. you're paying for reruns. Yes, you're paying yes. for The Office. You're paying for reruns. <laughs> that's what they think. That you can probably get on. Regular just, NBC. Well, yeah, just air TV. Go buy an sure. antenna, and you can get those reruns on Cozy TV or things like yeah. that. So, I mean, that, that to me, like is why I'm so stubborn-headed about it because I'm not going to pay the five ninety nine and then whatever it is after that, after the trial, to sit there and watch reruns of Cheers. Just not going to do it. Oh, I do as love good Cheers, as, that, as good as that show is, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. And that's what these streaming services are banking on. And I, I do think we are near the end of that, but the more they dip their toe into sports, the more worried I get. Just just based off streaming and the shows that they have on there, Peacock was dead. Like, D-E-D, dead. Like, I mean, Peacock, Disney Plus is heading that way. All these other streaming services that aren't Netflix, and Netflix isn't in a terrific position right now either, were dead just based off shows and original programming. And I think that's why Prime was the first one to get in on Thursday Night Football and say, we've got to get into live sports, and that will save us. And I think that's the way Peacock's going right now. So I wouldn't be surprised, to answer the original question, if we see some more Peacock games next year. I wouldn't be surprised either. Unfortunately. Coming up next, RJ Achola, he'll join us. How big a meltdown was it in Arlington? It's next, (laughs) right here on the Press Box. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Longhorns in Austin on Saturday. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. 
Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. When your day is long. <laughs> and welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. As promised from Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa joins us here on this Wednesday. And R.J., how are we doing? Uh, I've been better, Ward. Um, you know, it's um, like I have a, a wonderful life and a wonderful job, but I also can't believe how much I have to talk about this stupid team. It's uh, pretty amazing <laughs> um, if you consider it. Another exit in the first round of the playoffs. Is Dak Prescott a fraud? Is Mike McCarthy a fraud? If all you can do is beat mediocre teams, is that enough for this franchise? I mean, it's obviously not enough. And. The word fraud is um, kind of a pass-fail proposition, right? Like, you either are or you aren't. Um, If we, you know, kind of grade or establish the severity of fraudulence, um, Dak Prescott's definitely got some fraud going on. I mean, I'm, you know, nobody can deny that at this point. Um, But I think he's probably the least fraudulent. Um, I think, you know, maybe maybe kind of your third gear, um, uh, you know, driving your car. Um, I don't know how to drive a stick shift, so maybe this is completely a uh, bit <laughs> um, 
Michael McCarthy is probably your fourth gear, um, you know, like really close to flying high because, you know, at the end of the day, he has done some things that are objectively, you know, impressive, not just in one season, but, you know, over the course of a thousand days. Um, I think the fifth gear, like Fast and the Furious, Nas Boost fraud right now um, is Dan Quinn. He's probably the person that I'm kind of most willing to come after at this point. And speaking on that, did Dan Quinn coach himself out of a head coaching job or is that tie to Seattle too strong in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I found it interesting that this morning ESPN's Dan Graziano just predicted all of the, the seven current vacancies in the NFL and that Mike Rabel w- was the Seattle choice and that Dan Quinn didn't have a single job and was kind of left you know standing uh, when the music stopped on musical chairs. And so, I mean, look, I mean, it wasn't just Sunday that has been that was bad for Dan Quinn. He has been awful. I mean, and... And I have come after him a lot on our shows and things I do. And a lot of that has been to defend Mike McCarthy or just kind of really keep balance in the force. Um, I mean, the Cowboys, when they lost this year, it was obviously against elite teams, but they, they got worked. And if they didn't get worked, um, you know, they allowed a, a go-ahead game-winning field goal against Miami. They effectively allowed that against Detroit. They got really lucky with the way things were officiated at the end of the game, obviously. And so – um, yeah, I mean, I wrote something that, that hasn't gone out yet, but that, that's just kind of pontificating, you know, what do you do if he doesn't get one of these jobs? Do you bring him back? I mean, is firing him even enough right now? Like, everybody is, is kind of able to, to be fired, at my, in my mind, at this point in time. And to, to kind of go off that point a little bit too, RJ, I, I was surprised to see just how I, – I drank the Dan Quinn Kool-Aid a little bit and was surprised to see just how bad some of the numbers were. I want to read some of them off for you. He's coached 55 games as the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. Six of his worst seven games by EPA per drive came this season, and five of his worst seven games by EPA per drive have come in the last two and a half months. Did this, and obviously just a just a terrible performance on Sunday by the defense, did this have something to do with him looking at other jobs, or was the writing on the wall well before he was you know, lining up his interviews? You know, I'm hard-pressed to believe that it had anything to do with, with any kind of wandering eyes. I think if, if you can find a common denominator, not just in the Dan Quinn era, but, but this season specifically, it's it's his former staffers. I mean, Kyle Shanahan owns him. Matt LaFleur owns him. I mean, Mike McDaniel didn't have the exact same sort of success as, as the other two, but he owns him. I mean, everybody who works for Dan Quinn in Atlanta – either holds a grudge or he, he, you know, had the wrong coffee, you know, in the building or whatever, because they hate him. I mean, by all accounts, I mean, I'm sure you saw what Kyle Shanahan said yesterday. He took an opportunity to, you know, kind of rub some salt in the wound of the Cowboys and said, yeah, we started working on the Packers halfway through the second quarter. I mean, it, it is, you know, it's undeniable that, you know, everybody kind of has a, an Achilles heel or a kryptonite. And, and for Dan Quinn, it's all of the offensive geniuses who I guess he suppressed for all of that time in Atlanta. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. All right, R.J., I'll cut right to it. Should Jerry Jones fire Mike McCarthy? This is the uncomfortable part about what I do for a living. I, I feel so awkward and, and mean-spirited. Um, calling for anybody to lose their jobs. And I, I think we all understand the prism of, of the way we're having this discussion. And I have defended Mike, you know, a lot. I mean, I, I feel like I've gone above and beyond, again, in the name of trying to keep balance in the force. I just, you know, and, and you asked me, and a lot of people did at the beginning of the year, like, 
and I, I think you would, would, you know, support that I said this, you know, what, do you fire me if you don't reach the NFC championship game? And I always said, probably not. But, I mean, we need to contextualize how that happens. Do you, do you not get there because of a missed field goal or a weird call or a weird penalty or something? Or do you not get there because you got boat raced? And this was among the, you know, kind of handful of, of you know, outcomes, I think, that, that could lead, that should lead. I, I just don't know how you run it back. I mean, I do not know how you can – I don't think they're worried about selling anything to their fans. I mean, the Cowboys fans are going to show up droves no matter what. But I don't know how you can expect us to take you seriously – if you just run this back and maybe you fire Dan Quinn, maybe he's your fall guy, but it's just too difficult. The evidence is, is too overwhelming. Sunday was too damaging. I, I I really have a hard time trusting that, that the future is, is brighter than it's ever been with Mike McCarthy at the helm. And I, I know it's only been a few days since the game and, and you've obviously done a lot of work still breaking that town, but is there anyone out there in this coaching search, which is fruitful for the NFL, these coaches that are out there and looking for jobs that you think could work well with this roster, let alone with this owner? You know, the, the ownership angle obviously makes things really, you know, unique. Right. Um, but, I mean, there are archetypes, right? I mean, generally speaking, there's the, the retread, which I guess Mike McCarthy sort of was. Um, there's, or, you know, what like Ron Rivera was to Washington. There's the, the young, hot coordinator, Ben Johnson, you know, Bobby Slowick are kind of, you know, those archetypes this, this season. Um, and then you've got the, you know, kind of unicorns. And in this, you know, off season, we've got Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. And I'm, I want to be very clear that I would normally think those ideas were not just dumb, but like I'd, I'd use the word stupid. Like I, I would normally be so opposed to this and roll my eyes and act like it was beneath the Cowboys. But at this point, I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, like at this point, like what, what do you have to lose by bringing in the greatest coach of all time? You're going to tell the greatest coach, like everybody's so concerned that, Oh, well, he's going to want say in the personnel. Oh, my bad. You know, Will McClay can't miss in the second round again. Oh, my bad. Will McClay can't draft the, the cute running back that has us all excited in August. That is not even a factor on the team. You know, Will McClay can't have a draft class whose, whose best rookie is undrafted and was playing soccer like three years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm totally down with somebody who's, you know, and I know this is a popular way to put this, but who's, you know, able to instill some sense of accountability, who comes in with, with a heavy resume. And Mike McCarthy did, but, I mean, it, it obviously wasn't enough. So, I, at this point, if I have to pick one, it's probably Bill Belichick because I just want to see this at this point. I mean, it makes my life interesting and entertaining. And if you can't get it done with the greatest coach of all time, then fine, I'll accept that you're just cursed. You know, <laughs> it's just impossible for you. Um, and I would say a, a close second, a 1B is, is Jim Harbaugh, just because he's cut from that same sort of general cloth. RJ, you know the last two coaches to win a Super Bowl in Dallas also won a national championship in college. I'm just saying. That's correct. I mean, look, the, the reality about Jim Harbaugh, and I hope you know, people think what they do about him, and I mean, he's done everything to deserve those thoughts, but there is no denying that that dude has won and won significantly everywhere he's ever been. So again, this, this idea of like, Oh, you know, we're, we're okay. Like what, what is your problem? I mean, again, it's, you hate to overreact to one game, but my dad has a saying uh, that you can't say on the radio, but um, you know, he says that, you know, one <laughs> old crap wipes out a million out of boys. And that's so true. I mean, this, this was again, and it wasn't just that they lost or just that they got destroyed. It was that they, you know, we all have all of these scabs and scars that, you know, were wounds 
And they picked at all of them. I mean, they set us up for an offseason of pure and total mockery. Oh, you guys think that Dak Prescott is, is good now? Watch him throw some horrible interceptions to lose this game. You think Mike McCarthy can manage the game? Watch him completely and totally fall apart. You think Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL? Watch him no-show in the biggest game of his career. I mean, it, it was like they said, what is the most you know flamboyant way we can embarrass ourselves? And then just went down the list and checked every single box. RJ, I think you put that so eloquently. I mean, truly, like you expected all these tens and you got twos at best from all of those guys. And so we, we talk about, you know, coach is easy to cut bait with. It just is. Quarterback is a lot tougher. Is that something the Cowboys can do or even entertain this offseason moving on from Dak Prescott with the salary cap hit that he has? Yeah, this is um, this is going to be the most annoying subject of the offseason because <laughs> – the, the facts are what they are. And, you know, to you all and your audience, you can disagree with the idea that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback, you know, for the Cowboys, whatever. That's not my argument to you. My, I'm not even arguing anything right. to you, but the, the realities, the facts of the situation are that he is on the books. His cap number for 2024 is $60 million. Whew. That cannot happen. It's impossible. It's not tenable. And, and beyond that, they, it's impossible in general, let alone CeeDee Lamb is about to enter the final year of his contract. The same CeeDee Lamb who literally just had the most impressive statistical season that any Dallas Cowboys wide receiver has ever had. You got to pay him. It's going to be probably north of $30 million a year. Micah Parsons, who admittedly you know, was not necessarily his lion self in the playoffs, the fact remains that his, his resume speaks for itself, and he's finally eligible for the big extension that you can give him. He's going to cost north of $30 million per year. So you have to. Again, you, they're painted into a corner. They're going to have to rework Dak Steele to create some salary cap space. And if Dak wants to – I don't even want to say if Dak wants to be a jerk, but if Dak just wants to be a smart businessman about that, he's going to say, all right, give me an extension and make me, you know, like – you know, compensate me appropriately relative to NFL quarterbacks. And that's probably somewhere around, I would guess, $57, $58 million per year. And even if you think you can stomach the cap hit, he has a no tag or no trade clause. So it's not like you can trade him away. He would have to waive that. So again, he holds that leverage over you. And even if you say, you know what, let's just ride it out. Or he can be on the bench, whatever the case may be. He's got a no tag clause. So you have to let him walk scot-free for nothing next year. And even if you somehow, after all of that, want to say, let's just play Trey Lance, they have to decide this offseason if they want to pick up his fifth-year option for next year, which is like $25 million that is fully guaranteed. So you're talking about a hypothetical where you'd have like $85 million tied up in two quarterbacks. It's impossible. And if you don't pick up the option, then he's a free agent next year. I mean, they are screwed. And Again, if you believe Dak to be a net negative on the team. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here in the press box. Said, should the Cowboys re-sign Tony Pollard or go ahead and just say, hey, thanks but no thanks. This is the reason we did the franchise tag on you and go out and get Derrick Henry. Oh, man, Ward, finally a softball. I mean, I feel like <laughs> they, they brought in a, a non-position pitcher or a position player to, to pitch to me. Yeah, this let Tony walk. I mean, Tony's good. I don't, you know, all the best. Thanks for the, the good times and the happy memories. If you want Derrick Henry – Fine by me. Um, but, I mean, and I, I just, like, in any other moment, I'd be so pumped about that. But they've just ruined this. You know what I mean? Like, even Derrick Henry joining would be like, okay, so what? Like, this is all pointless and meaningless. Football is dumb anyway. 
<laughs> okay, so RJ, we'll, we'll spare you, at least for this question, some of the offseason outlooks and just make you relive some of the pain on Sunday. So looking at the last 30 years of Cowboys football in terms of playoff losses, there have been um, you know, some some horrible ways to end it with that San Francisco game a couple years ago. Romo in Seattle those years back, there's been the controversial calls like Dez caught it. But this one was just a flat-out butt-kicking. Where does this rank in terms of just the embarrassment that came with this loss on Sunday of a team that was poised to potentially go to the Super Bowl and fi- or finally get to that conference championship and lose to what looked like a much weaker team, and it wasn't even close? You know, I think that a lot of people say, like, the most, you know, horrible playoff loss in conference franchise history maybe and maybe the catch – um, you know, maybe it was the 94 title game. Um, but, you know, ultimately, greater days still followed those. I mean, those sucked, but, you know, there were there were still, you know, positives that ultimately came. And maybe positives will ultimately come at some point in the future. But I do think in, you have to look at this franchise now in, in two eras. There's, you know, the first 30 years of the Super Bowl era where they were the kings of the NFL. And then you have to look at the drought where they are the – cellar dwellers they are you know they live in the basement they are are plankton on the bottom of the boat the the gunk that, that you you know have to scrape off when it's kind of your last resort and it's the most embarrassing hurtful disappointing whatever playoff loss in the drought era the death catch hurt but you know you, you still knew you weren't the best team ultimately at the end of the day you know the 2016 divisional round game that hurt but at the end of the day you were like hey these are two rookies you know we're going to be here forever what a lie we told to ourselves um, so, you know, given all of this and the home field that they were the first, you know, team to ever lose to a seven seed, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an indictment. And I mean, it really is astonishing when you think about the drought. I tweeted this out on, I think on Monday, Marvin Harrison, you know, the last time the Cowboys were, did anything of note, Marvin Harrison senior was in college. He has since been drafted into the NFL played his entire career, won a Super Bowl himself, retired, sat out the mandatory period, was enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, had a son who grew up and matured and went through puberty and all sorts of things, played high school football, went to Ohio State, never beat Michigan, granted, and now will be drafted into the NFL himself all before the Cowboys put an end to the drought. It's astonishing. I mean, there's so many embarrassing ways to contextualize all of this. RJ, I know we talked about Dan Quinn getting owned by his former offensive coaches that that know him pretty well but can you I mean I'm I'm trying to put a positive spin on it and I still look at it as okay you laid an egg in this game and partly because of you were forced to play zone when you're a man-to-man defense and you got to look at this defense as being shredded by injuries this year that has to have some kind of account for the way that this defense played in the latter part of the season I'm not, you know, above admitting that, you know, Dan maybe in some sense has had one hand kind of tied behind his back. I mean, you know, he lost Trayvon Diggs, he lost Leighton Van Der Esch. I mean, those are significant things and, and definitely should be said and should be considered. But, I mean, people want to act like, oh, well, Dan Quinn was screwed because he had these small players. It was Dan Quinn's idea to, to go without linebackers, this, like, linebackerless defense. And, and we praised him for it. I mean, but the idea that J. Ron Curse and – even DeMarvion Overshone, who unfortunately was hurt as well, but he's a converted safety, he, you know, even though he was a rookie. I mean, he's, he doesn't have the, the body of a linebacker. Marquise Bell, you know, converted safety. It was Dan Quinn who wanted to play this small ball, fast, 
you know, just nothing but DBs basically when you're a nickel. And so he made his own bet. I agree with you in that he, he did have to adjust and that's unfortunate, but it's just so hard to kind of, you know, climb the mountain again and say, okay, well, if they get all the way back, Dan will make the right decision for one playoff game when the evidence against him is overwhelming. I mean, he, he is, you know, very clearly somebody who's capable of being exposed. RJ, I spared you the outlook on next season for just one question, so I'm going back to it here. Let's just say, hypothetically, the Cowboys run it back. It's Mike McCarthy. It's probably a new defensive coordinator, but it's Mike McCarthy and it's Dak Prescott. What is what is there to look forward to next year? You're playing a first-place schedule. You've still got a very good roster, but there's going to be a lot of turmoil around this team throughout the offseason no matter what move they make. Is it reasonable for the Cowboys fans to expect something near a fourth straight 12-win season next year if they run this thing back? I certainly don't want to be just constantly negative, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. And, and, and you know, as time passes, things will fade just a little bit. But, I you know, I'd like to think I have a strong pulse of the fan base, and I do think that this was a different loss. This is a new low. That doesn't mean, you know, welcome to Armageddon or Oppenheimer or whatever, but, I mean – like what how can they be trusted you know if they, if they win 12 and they win 13 games i mean like how can they possibly be trusted they they won 12 games they had home field advantage for at the very least two games their quarterback was playing at an mvp level so even if that happens you know you can't trust it they had potentially arguably the best wide receiver in the nfl so even if that happens again you can't trust it like it wasn't like they got to this point and you know it, it was a little bit of house money i mean they got here as robust as they could have been and so I do think that there is a little bit of, you know, kind of, um, you know, Santa Claus is mom or dad coming down the stairs in the outfit, <laughs> um, you know, exposing that's happened to people. And I, I don't know that anybody like, you know, they could be seven and one or eight and one and, and you will still and it will be annoying, but it will be fair. People will say like, oh, so what? I mean, they can win the division. They can get the one seed. They're going to find a way to blow it in the playoffs. And that's an easy thing to say, it, it, you know, because the odds work out that way. But they, they find a way. They, they've done it as favorites, as underdogs, on the road, at home. I mean, they're not even – look, Jordan Love might wind up actually being amazing, but they're not getting worked by Patrick Mahomes here. They're not getting worked by Andy Reid. Like, this is, you know, the last three quarterbacks who have bounced them are Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and Jordan Love. So it's really, really, really difficult to believe that even if they manage to do all of those things which are difficult in their own right, that they're going to finally find a way to capitalize on them. R.J. Atua blogging the boys with us here in the press box on this Wednesday. R.J., certainly do appreciate the time, as always. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch up with you next week. Likewise, guys. Go Texans. It's baseball season. (laughs) (laughs) R.J. Atua, he's the best. All right, coming up next, he's back. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Spatola, our guest, ESPN College basketball analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or we treat you like family. Find new roads. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The 
the human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Ta-da! <laughs> Waiting 24 hours for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cold in here. Aren't y'all cold? No. Feels good. Uh, feel great. Well, coming from you, since you're from the north, I can see how you would like this weather. Yeah. I do. I, I found it weird. I do kind of miss the cold. It's warming oh, up outside. That up the last few days. It's, it's not even cold. Up. It's not even cold up. It's like, go see it out there. I did. The squirrels oh. aren't even running around in the back. Yes, they are. I've maybe not seen maybe one. they should. That'll get them warmed up. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe they should think about it, huh? Right. <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And this is my. I like the Super Bowl leading up to it with the playoffs, but. It's the entertainment that I really like to see. You know, we know Usher's going to be doing a halftime show, but who cares? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, but my favorite thing get a real halftime show. Which would be? Which would be? Who would you choose? Well, I, George Strait. That would be okay. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That'd actually. be okay. George, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. Is it just, I like, is it I like just the Usher? old I like the old school bands. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to see it's the original Journey do a halftime show? Yes. That would be great. I mean the Rolling Stones were awesome. Yes. I just thought of this the other day, and I can't believe the NFL didn't do it. They missed a golden opportunity. Twenty thirteen season, so February twenty fourteen, they played the Super Bowl in New York. You remember that? It mm-hmm. was like this big deal. It was cold weather, it ended up being like fifty five degrees. Um, and it was like February 7th or something, and they had the golden opportunity to bring in the two surviving members of the Beatles almost 50 years to the day, which would have been February 9th. How great. That they that premiered cool. in the U.S. in New York City. That would have been cool. I can't believe they didn't do it. I don't remember uh, who it was. Oh. But yeah. at, least it's, at least it's one guy. I, the last couple of years, they've done like, these huge mashups. Yeah, and I didn't like any of them. It's like, oh, look who's here now. I didn't like last year's or the year before. I don't even remember who it was uh, last year. uh, Oh, Rihanna. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. It was terrible. She's on the platform in the ceiling. It was awful. With her pregnant (laughs) belly. I don't know. Whatever. So, but the one thing that I do look forward to are the TV commercials. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you a list of commercials that we need to look for. And um, here we go. Pringles. This will be their seventh year in a row. And their commercials are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They're usually pretty funny. Last year's commercial, they had Megan Trainer, And um, they are going to have a celebrity this year, but they haven't said who it's going to be. But the theme of it is going to be, once you see it, it can't be unseen. And it's going to be an image of the can. You know the little guy in the can with the mustache? Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have a celebrity with the same style mustache, which... I don't think it's going to look so good, but you know, you know, some people don't we know, call those don't things know. handlebars. <laughs> handlebars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, this would be we don't know who that celebrity is. They haven't announced it. Okay. So the next one is drumstick. Remember the ice cream that you used to get when you were a kid? Oh yeah, yeah. With the chocolate and the nuts. 
Uh, this is their first time in the Super Bowl, and their executive said, well, this is like the biggest event, um, more mostly viewed than than anything else in the U.S. So they said, let's do it there. So I did see a commercial for Drumstick a couple of nights ago. Yep, yeah. They're leading and up I to thought, it. Well, I hadn't seen that in I know. Let's show ice cream in the middle of winter. I mean. (laughs) Isn't this what you want right now? Yeah. You're freezing. Go get an ice cream. Um, You know what? I really like ice cream when it's cold outside. I love ice cream all times. Yeah. I don't care. I eat it more in the winter than I do in the summer. Yeah, I can take ice cream whenever. I like ice cream. So the comedian actor, Eric Andre, you know who he is with the big black hair? He will be starring in this. And I did see a little clip on it. You could go to brandinnovations.com and see him, and it looks like it's going to be pretty funny. Okay. So, um, the next one is, of course, famous Doritos. Mm-hmm. Doritos Always are usually there. pretty yep. good. Um, this year, they're promoting their spicy new Doritos Dynamita. So that should be interesting. To Why see. do we have to create new flavors all the time? Because people like Kim like and Younger. Are... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm getting strays here. <laughs> I was just going to say the original two flavors, that's all you need. That's all you need. I like the And nacho. I don't even know how original the, the, the Cool Ranch is, but it's really good. I like, like the ranch, and red I and like the regular. That's it. Yep, I all agree. I don't even like the spicy nacho cheese. Uh-uh. It just, it's too far uh-uh. over the top for me. Agreed. Just give me the irregular. Agreed. But remember, Get off my lawn, kid. <laughs> yeah. The kid agrees with that one. Yeah. Okay. The kid <laughs> agrees with that one. I like I don't even know anybody who does the other Doritos. Like I genuinely don't know anybody who I do cool and I do that. Does more of the those. regular ones. I and aren't know. they all temporary or do they have No, the cool and the Right, right. The, I mean the, some always of the, there. But these other those two. outside yeah. flavorings that you see all the time, I think do they're they just have permanent ones. Or I they think they're just hit and miss. I don't know, but I don't I don't know. need all that. I mean, no. my philosophy is keep it simple, stupid. Just stick to the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes you money. But, you know, some people in their 25 and underage group, that would be my daughter. Lunatics. No. They like to experience all that. All right. The next one, of course, is DraftKings. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Draft- what, that's what Doritos wants you to say. Experience it. it. They don't eat it. They I'm telling you, I it. can create these commercials. That's, that's good. Well. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, DraftKings starring Kevin Hart. They've already started teasing it a little during the Super Wildcard Weekend, um, but they will be um, front and center. Also, they have Jim Mora in that one? Yes. Playoffs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Boy, he's got to be like almost 90 years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know 85 years old? He's like, That's a nice payday, though. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he you want me to just do this thing again? All right. I mean, if he's not. Voice doesn't even sound the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, DoorDash will be making an appearance this year. Um, I don't know. I don't remember seeing them last year, but they will be doing this year. Uh, okay, remember the commercial with uh, what was his name? Ben Affleck and uh, Ice Spice, the rapper Ice Spice. I, I no couldn't idea. tell you one song about her, but she was in the Dunkin' Donuts commercial um, during the NFL season. Well, she will be starring in Pepsi Pepsi Company's that new Starry Lemon Lime drink. Um, so uh. she'll be in that. Get those Popeyes. They will be in it this year, and their uh, chief marketing officer, his name's Jeff Klein, he said the best combo in the world is football wings and a little wagger. So they are going to make a bet with Popeye fans in the United States and Canada only that if a football team with wings wins it all, then everyone will get some of their new chicken wings to celebrate, which okay, means you buy six, you get six free. Basically. The only one that's left in there is the Ravens, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
That was strategic. Once they but, saw the Eagles starting to skid, they were like, it's yeah. time. <laughs> Here but, we go. So, so here's the deal. If, let's say, the Ravens go and they win, you do get wings, but it's not like you can just drive up to the window and say, okay, I want my wings. you got to purchase something. Yeah, that's So, you know, that's kind business. of, that's kind of me. Okay, you buy six, good. we'll give you six. But you've, ar- but you've already driven but there. you're really not going to have to worry about it because the Ravens aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, and that's probably why they did it. Okay, next, of course, coming back for the second year, year FanDuel with your only Rob Gronk, Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. I can never say his name. Um, and if you've seen the teaser uh, commercial that's playing right now, he kind of looks, looks like, like a, a caveman. <laughs> oh, boy. And so he's trying to redeem himself from last year, um, and he will be doing um, the field goal kick right before the Super Bowl starts. Um, so be looking for that and be looking for the commercial that's leading up to it. It is kind of funny. Gronk it is, is funny, funny, but I'm not betting on Gronk to make a field no. goal, and that's what no. they're trying to get you to do so. is spend your money that he's going to mm-hmm. make it. Because and if he's he not. makes it, you make some back. You're n- but he's, he's not. not going to. Oh. He's no. He's not. His foot's too big. Well, it was just awful. He's also just not a kicker. Well, that yeah. too. How far is the field goal? Did it say on there? I think it was 35, 35 yards. Yeah. I think, no if I remember man. correctly. I think For someone is. who's never kicked, that's no gimme. No. <laughs> Anyways, but he's he's back and he's going to try again. Um, and the boys, I hope he makes it. You know, and the boys on Fox, they've been kind of talking about and cheering him on. And then lastly, you've got, look for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You know, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. I told you those lines, right? When you run into... Timely, you yeah. yeah I remember that. Okay, into its turbo 40 tax. years ago. I know, but it still <laughs> sticks out to you. <laughs> like, have a Coke and a smile, Ward. Uh, <laughs> all right, BMW. And then we always see Bud Light commercials, right? Yeah. Or Budweiser. Well, this year... They're course, trying to... Get back on the they good might side. have three commercials this year. Well, Coors Light is stepping into the light. Okay. Um, and they want to be the beer of choice for millions among all the pro football fans, and they're hoping for a successful campaign during the Super Bowl. So that is your news on all the commercials that we know as of right now that will be playing during the game. And also, get this: mm-hmm. CBS reported that the 2023 season was the most watched regular season since the NFL returned to CBS in 1998. And it was averaging about 19.3 million viewers, 5% over last huh. year. Interesting, right? 5%, we were, that's pretty... Because we were talking about it earlier when we opened the show about the streaming, the mm-hmm. viewers. And so, you know, with... Uh, well, what a disaster would it be if they... Super Bowl went to streaming. Uh, <laughs> oh, it would be it'd be it a silver war out there in television world. I mean, it would. I mean, I remember a couple years ago when I first cut the cord to cable, um, watching it was that Buffalo Kansas City game with the three touchdowns in the last minute or whatever crazy. Mm-hmm. You remember that a couple mm-hmm. years ago? Yeah. And so I watched it. And, uh, it was CBS, so it must have been Paramount Plus, and they just did not have the bandwidth. Like it was buffering with 30 seconds left. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? It must have been the first one they had done. I was like, this is this can't last. And now when you're partnering with a CBS, it, it will probably work. But it's that Peacock exclusive that you're like, I just don't even trust this when it comes well, down to tuning in. Also, man. I heard a lot of people say that they signed in and some signed in with some other people's account, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But they still couldn't get it because it was – just not enough bandwidth, and oh. so 
Their neighbor was getting it, but they couldn't get it. Well, ours was like that, you know, as we live out there in the country, and uh, it was just, it was gritty, it was icky. I mean, you know, we were back and forth talking to you during the night, but yeah, so, oh, also. That just shouldn't matter. If you're paying that every month, it should not matter if you live on the moon. It should not. sorry. It it (laughs) shouldn't, but for some reason, you know, know, and we weren't the only ones in in our area that, you know, it was really bad. I mean, a lot of people across the country couldn't get it. Yeah, so that's it, why that's so frustrating that every other totally. game had 10 million more viewers than that one did. Exactly. But anyways, anyway. and commercials right now are going for seven million. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to buy a commercial for the Super Bowl, it's seven million to run one time. OK, so. OK, on what's that. that like a 30 second spot? 30 seconds. Yeah, we could Best. we could advertise all our stations in 30 seconds. Best. <laughs> our boss gets seven million hanging uh, around. Yeah. yeah. Best. Super Bowl commercial of all time. Budweiser with the puppy. Okay. You know, when and the horse. And Is that the like puppy. the 9-11 one? That one with the horse? I think it was either right after 9-11 or the next year. I know they did year. like a really emotional one. With yeah. Oh, I school. cried. Like the horse yeah. is leaving, the dog's a puppy, and then the horse and the puppy meet each other again, and it's a tearjerker. So that one, I That's love. the best of all time? Right. I, I don't know. Do you all have time. one, Cam? Best of all time? I honestly don't know. Oh, because there's so I'm many. Up, 1979. Maybe I'm up that generation. Coca-Cola. Yeah. That, I mean, mean that Joe Green be, that and the kid. That's the best commercial that's, of all time. That's the best Super Bowl commercial you know of all time. Who, that kid who's in that commercial, mm-hmm. his name is Jackie Van Zant. He's He was actually was with me in radio for years, and he is now what? a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? That? Mm-hmm. That's all awesome. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, oh. I just looked it up to get some ideas that, that, might, that might jog the memory. You remember that Betty White Snickers one? That was a great one, too. Great commercial. <laughs> yes. Just great commercial. Didn't overthink it. That was that was great. I liked the baby commercial, the E-Trade ones. I hate those. Yeah, I thought that was they're weird, yeah. stupid funny. <laughs> those, uh, they're yeah. stupid. You got that right. They're stupid funny. Was that I- 1984 one? Was that a Super Bowl commercial, the Macintosh one? Uh, Yes. Oh, yeah. Here it is. It's on this other list. Yep. That was, I mean, not funny, but classic. It was classic. I'll have to do a segment tomorrow on the best Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, see if past. you can find a list. I will, like what has been one, voted. But yeah, so I do know I like, this. I like the Michael Jordan and Larry Bird McDonald's commercial. Yes, I can shoot it from when here. They, yeah, and mm-hmm. I can shoot it from here. That was here. a good Super Bowl yeah. commercial. Yeah, I just. Oh, there's the. Oh, you're talking about the one where like the dog runs away from home and he. Comes back that Budweiser one. This is on that list. I, called Brotherhood. It, oh look, I don't know. I just da, know da, that they da, like, they're like buds. Yeah, like buds. I yes, yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah, I just remember I was crying through it, but I cried at Hallmark commercials. There is a there is a separate one that was like right after nine eleven that was really really like touching Emotional. in the snow where yes. they were overlooking the lake, looking at New York. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, sweet. Oh, I used to like the lizard commercials. Geico Budweiser, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot oh, do you about those. those ridiculous, uh, was it GoDaddy would always just have some ridiculous commercial. They had that one where it was. The ones that never made any sense. And it was just supposed to be <laughs> sex appeal. And like there was that one where Bar Raffaelli is just like making out with some nerd. <laughs> and there's just nothing. It's just the sounds of their tongues hitting for 20 seconds. They That's had some funny. weird ones, man. I don't know. I, I like I just, they used to, to me, growing up and when I was younger, it seemed like they were funnier than they are these days. 
I think that sometimes and just think I feel like an old man, but I think <laughs> that's true. I'm going to agree with you. You're catching up to us. <laughs> like, All right. Anyway. Well, there There's you go. You, you got your homework. Okay. I'll do it. All right. All right. Coming up next, we'll get into some Big 12 basketball. That's next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com save big at the new year new truck savings event at richard car gmc sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck right now save ten thousand dollars on a gmc sierra slt with a 5.3 liter v8 and a multi-pro tailgate richard car also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now call now get here now or log on now for the new year new truck savings at richard car richard car they have the truck for you. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back to the Press Box, brought to you by Scott's Lease Trailers and Pickup Outfitters. Worldwide's Cam Stewart along with you here on this wacky Wednesday. Wonderful Wednesday, hump day, whatever you want to call it. I'll call it all of those things. Okay, that's fair. Good Lord willing. Speaking of wacky, there's some Big 12 basketball tonight on the women's side, and we'll get into the schedule in just a little bit, but coming out... Is a little it just less a little? Thought. A, a, a little while ago, TCU's next two games have been canceled because the team does not have enough available players for the Big Twelve to play tonight against number seven Kansas, and on Saturday, number twenty-four Iowa State on the road. I don't think that I've ever heard Never. of a P five school saying we don't have enough players to play. I mean, maybe in the COVID era. Sure. That, I, that was different. Scenario. That was yeah. different. You, you could have one player with COVID then. And yes. You can't cancel. So, I mean, other than that, I don't know that I've ever heard of a team just saying, eh, us. we're okay. Yeah. We're not going to play. I, I, it's it's wild. And I know they've had some, some Are you injuries, telling me they don't have any red but, shirts oh. or anybody that practices with them? That they can scramble enough and I I or a know cheerleader with a jump that Jay shot. Jay Nolan's got her ACL torn. She's yeah. out for the rest of the season. But ten players played in that game. Yeah. How how do you say, okay, we don't have enough? What? And they're not telling anybody why they don't have enough. Yeah, and that's weird. And I I I wonder whether because there is something you can file for with the NCAA that if it's legitimate, you know a. I don't know, the team gets food poisoning and seven players are sick on a game day. You can you can file something with the NCAA to get that game moved. We see it all the time with snowstorms or hurricanes, mm-hmm. hurricanes at the beginning of the football season, things like that. But the NCAA, I, I, well, I don't know if TCU went for that or the NCAA denied it, but we're setting straight to forfeitures here, which is wild. And by the way, these are two really big games. Kansas State, number seven, Iowa State, number 24, for a team that's one and four in the Big Twelve that came into this conference season with a ton of hype, at they were undefeated before the conference season started. Those they were two, fourteen and zero coming into conference yes, play. Those are two massive RPI games for a team that's going to be scrapping for a for a tournament spot off the board. And what I think is weird, according to this ESPN story, is I okay. So Iowa State and Kansas State will be credited with a win in the conference standings, and TCU will pick up two losses in the conference standings. They'll be one and six in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and then it says overall records will not be impacted per NCAA policy. Which 
makes no sense. I, I just don't get it. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter because they're conference games and it's in your conference record, but why? Why does it not impact their overall records? I don't understand that. I think that's it should. <laughs> if you're going to forfeit, it, it has right. to count against yes, you. Yes, yes. I mean, that's that's the punishment of it. But yeah, to your point, and it says it here in the story too, 10 players played in their last game. One of them tears their ACL, and they suddenly don't have enough. I I'm, I don't get it, man. <laughs> I, I really don't get it. There's got to be something that we're not hearing about. There has yeah. to be something else going on for them just to say, eh, we're good. We're going to forfeit a home game. A home game. Now, Two ranked I, games. I, 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 I get it. But if you if you play decent in this, you still have a a puncher's chance to get in the tournament, right? Because of your early season, what you did early in the season, and if you upset one of these, you just vaulted yourself with RPI to give yourself a chance to get into postseason play. But now with two forfeits, I don't care what the NCAA says. I the committee's going to look at them if they're on the bubble and go, yeah, remember when. Yeah, you didn't want to play the big guys. I mean, I, to me, you'd have to have like seven players available for this to be viable. And from what we can tell, unless something else is going on, which we have to imagine there is, there should be nine players available. I mean, we see teams on both sides, but especially the men's side, that will run an eight-man rotation anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so I just, I, I'm perplexed here. I'm perplexed. Not just at the situation in general, just the headline, right? But to what we've been talking about, these two games that could massively boost their chances at the NCAA tournament. To win one of those, you know, you you have a good home court environment, you catch them on a bad night and you win. That's a humongous lift in your schedule. So uh, it does indirectly affect Baylor, by the way, because Kansas State's next game is Saturday against Baylor. Mm Mm-hmm. So now they don't even get the chance of getting worn down on a Wednesday night by TCU. They could just start preparing for Baylor. Baylor's got to play tonight, right? Tonight or tomorrow? Tonight. No, they don't play tonight. They don't play till Saturday. They don't play till Saturday either. Right. I knew that. Come on. (laughs) Uh, But so now you've got a team, when you think you have the advantage of being rested up, you don't because they do too. Mm -hmm. And... Baylor could have used that. Number seven, Kansas State. Baylor coming off two straight losses. But this is, uh, yeah, I've never seen this. I've never seen this in Power Five. It's very, very strange. Men's there has women. to be something else that, that we're not hearing about, and maybe we'll hear about it in the next 24 hours, maybe in the next 12 hours of why this came about. Yeah. Because you know, not only are you losing a chance at the RPI and, and helping yourself get into – postseason tournament with an upset or just playing close and, and challenging this team, you're you're turning over revenue yeah. on your home floor. Yeah. And I don't know if That's it's, a lot of money. I don't know if it's a viral thing, like it is something where they got food poisoning or something, or if – I don't, I don't it, know if their it players – It just almost has to be, doesn't it? Either that or – and this is major speculation, I have no idea, but are their players threatening to hit the portal? I mean, we're seeing that in the midseason now in basketball. This is a team that brought in a ton. I mean, brought in their whole starting five from the portal this year. I don't know if there's. I hope that's not the case. I hope not either, because that would be just bad for college sports. But what is this? What is happening? You know, I, I, it's. I can't wait to hear more about it, and I hope the 
the good media members in Fort Worth are are really plugging into this. Or maybe Stephen Simcox can get some answers for us in the next couple of days. It, it just He's got it, some connects. It's baffling. It really is. Other games in the Big 12 on the women's side tonight. Number 24, Iowa State at Texas Tech. And Houston at West Virginia. And BYU at Oklahoma State. And the Tech and West Virginia on their home floors will tip at 6. 6.30 tip at Oklahoma State coming up tonight in women's college basketball. We'll turn our ten- attention to the men's and what happened to Baylor last night as the press box continues right after this. The Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. It all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages, and right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or treat you like family. Find new roads. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Back here on the press box, and, oh, it was ugly last night. Even if it came out with a win for the Bears, it was going to be an ugly one. Baylor drops it in overtime, 68-64 to Kansas State. Scott Drew now 0-3 against Jerome Tang. Second loss for the Bears in places called Manhattan this year. It's not a good not a good place for them. Anyway, we're joined now by Parker Ream from Fox 44, the sports department over there. Parker was watching this one with an attentive eye, and Parker... I mean, I'll just start here. What happened last night? First off, thanks for having me on to talk about uh, the pitfalls of of last (laughs) night. I mean, you know, you mentioned it. I think I saw a tweet. Everybody knows the the shooting statistics, and that was really the main storyline. It just seemed like the lid never came off the basket, uh, at least for that minute stretch that we had at the beginning of overtime where both teams were just, on fire it seemed like it was just finally happening yeah. where both teams found that identity and i don't know it it just it seemed like the bears just lost that that swagger that they've had at least in the first 3 games of big 12 conference play where they find the way to win and they they certainly had plenty of opportunities to do it and just didn't cash in you know 5 five oh, they were up 5 in overtime up 6 seven, I believe, in, in uh, regulation to, to close that game out. and They just couldn't get it done. And I think that's the main problem is closing out games and maintaining that lead. Why do you think that they kept forcing the ball from outside and, and didn't adjust the offense? Was it something that Scott Drew saw that gave them that possibility? Yeah, I think I think Kansas State did a good job of kind of neutralizing that. You know, you saw Eve Meese had a, a very good look uh, late in that game and just Kansas state, you know, rotating and closing out on those shooters. And I think, you know, it's not like Baylor didn't get open shots. I think, I think they got the shots that they were looking for and just 
couldn't hit him. You know, Jalen Bridges had an open three. Langston Love had a couple open threes. And they just weren't falling. And, uh, you know, I think when shots aren't falling, like you said, you got to adapt. And they just didn't do that. And they didn't figure out a way to get to the rim with effectiveness. And it, it just it showed and it ultimately led to a loss. And and to kind of go off of that, there there are some nights where the ball just doesn't go in from three. Like it just it, it happens. And even for good three point shooting teams, there are nights where nobody can hit the broadside of a barn. And we saw that against Oklahoma State. They only attempted 16 in that game. They shoot 28 in this game last night. And out of the four conference games, there have been three now where they have shot 25% or below from three-point land after coming into the conference schedule and even coming into last night as the number one team in the nation in three-point percentage. Is this a, a point of concern for you? Is this something that you think they can work on and turn around during the season or just that the defense is better in the Big 12, they got to start finding other ways to score? I think it is, to an extent, a little bit of a point of concern. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, you go back to that Cincinnati game, they shot 5 of 20 from 3. You know, you, you saw a lot of that. It seemed like they were trying the same old, same old, where they're supposed to be this super efficient three-point shooting team that – just seems to make everything that they put up. And then when they don't, it's almost like a, what do we do now? And uh, I think you're seeing that a little bit in big 12 play where you play the non-conference schedule, obviously a pretty tough non-conference schedule, but those teams that come in and you dominate them because they're at a different, different level. And then you get to big 12 conference play where every team is just an absolute monster on the defensive end and, and you come out with products like these, but you know, the offensive output, I think you do have to adjust and another tough, tough game coming up against Texas. I mean, they don't have, they don't have a lot of time right. to, to do that. Why do you think Jerome Tang has had the calling card and the upper hand on Scott Drew, not being able Scott Drew, not being able to beat his former coach? Yeah, well, uh, sort of the the student becomes the master in in Manhattan. But, you know, I don't know whether it's – I feel like we might have to start dropping this this narrative of of best friends on the court. You know, it's fun to to play uh, the friend that you've always coached with, but ultimately when it gets gets down to game time, you don't want them to have success. But – you know, I think maybe they're treating it more like a, this is a big time game than Baylor has been in the past. And and I think that's shown where Kansas State, you know, never backing down to the challenge, tough, tough loss before coming in. And then they treat it. You know, I, I saw a couple of tweets like it's their Super Bowl, but, you know, that might be the case is they're really coming to play night in and night out. And Baylor might be looking at it like, well, it's Tang, but. Uh, we might have this in the bag, and they they clearly uh, overlooked this game a little bit, and it showed. Parker Reem joining us from Fox 44. And, Parker, I want to go on one of those points you made there because we saw it on the broadcast. Scott Drew and Jerome Tang basically coming out of the tunnel together, hugging and smiling and laughing. And, look, I I get it. They worked together for 20 years. But there's a little old man in me, Parker, that's saying, why can't they just be like Bob Knight and Mike Krzyzewski? 
who can, you know, call each other in the offseason, but you're coaching against each other. This is a big game. You're in the same conference. Did, th- did that kind of, you know, you obviously don't have the Baylor ties like I would have in terms of the fan por- portion of it. Did that kind of rub yeah. you the wrong way just seeing that and being like, huh, that's that's kind of weird? I, well, I think it, and it's a little bit different. And I think that's what does rub people the wrong way is, is you never see that in any sport, really. I mean, mm-hmm. at least so openly and public from both sides. And, and I love that they have such a great relationship. I think that's, that's awesome, especially with just Scott Drew and how many coaches he's mentored and how, how many of them have gone on to different programs to have success all over the country. But when you're leading up to a game like that, you know, I think it, it does rub people the wrong way. I personally, it doesn't rub me necessarily the wrong way, but I'm not, I'm not a Baylor fan. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just covering them. So, um, you know, I think it rubs me the wrong way when they don't come out and perform, which they haven't done in, in sure. three tries against your own tank. So now I think a lot of Baylor fans are questioning whether they should be buddy, buddy with Jerome Tang, or they should just put their head down and say, let's go to work. Looking at the rest of the conference, and Oklahoma State continues their slide. Kansas just absolutely wipes them off their home floor. But another ranked team, TCU, goes down to Cincinnati, who in all purposes look like they may be at the bottom of the barrel in this conference. But is the bottom of the barrel in this conference that far back? I, you know, and that's, it's tough to say right now because, you you know, as you look at the standings, they're all, rightfully so very tight knit i mean we don't we don't know how it's going to pan out you got texas tech at the top right now and whether that's going to be the case in a month from now whether that's going to be the case even a week from now we don't know um so i think that cincinnati you know what they've shown comparatively to oklahoma state cincinnati's been you know a few points away from being four and oh in the big 12 and that's no no small task, especially after taking Baylor down to the wire. So I think that, you know, the parity within this conference, everybody knows about it is insane. And the fact that Houston right now, I mean, you, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, just they're sitting maybe a little bit below the middle of the big 12 conference. Who would have thought number five in the country. And Parker, I'm, I'm going to run through some numbers for you. Not all of them pretty here, but I promise there's a point to this question when we get there. Okay. So Baylor shoots 33%, 33% from the floor, 18% from three-point land, ugh, 47% from the free-throw line. That's the ugly of it. But you look at kind of the positive side of it, they did hold Kansas State to 41%. Now, Baylor shot 22 more field goals than Kansas State and lost. Yeah. Okay, but they hold them to 41%. Uh, they 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 win the turnover battle. They force 17 of them. They out offensive rebound them by 14. These are a lot of the things that the coaches and specifically Scott Drew are looking at and checking off as victories when you take away this putrid shooting performance. So when I, I say that to say, is that positive enough for you to say these are fixable changes and that Baylor can still be in the upper echelon of this conference or they're kind of losing their identity? They might fall down to the middle of the pack here. I think I've always kind of had a positive opinion of Baylor this season. And I don't really think last night changes that opinion too much. You know, Baylor has all the talent in the world to be the best team in the big 12, maybe one of the best teams in the nation 
But when you look at kind of the, the statistics, like you said, like forcing 17 turnovers against Kansas State, that was enough where if they would have converted some of those, maybe points off of those turnovers, you know, they had a steal late in that second quarter, late in that second half where they could have maybe made a bucket and then extended that lead even further, but just couldn't convert. And I think that's where they ultimately run into those issues. Who's going to step up in those late moments? And that's what's really concerning for me and what is going to take them to that next step. You know, last year you had Adam Flagler, you had Keontae George, somebody you knew was LJ Cryer, somebody was going to step up. But there really isn't that person, that closer this year that you put it in, in his hands and he's going to give you a bucket. That was Adam Flagler last year. They're, they need someone so desperately to step up to fill that role this year. Three games in the Big 12 coming up tonight. West Virginia at number 15, Oklahoma, UCF at Texas. And if UCF can push Texas, that certainly helps Baylor as they travel there for an early morning tip-off on Saturday. And number 25, Texas Tech taking on number 5, Houston. All three of these have the matchup of just a Big 12 schedule. Yeah, and and that's what you're going to get every night. And that's kind of what... I look at kind of as I look towards Baylor's schedule is you have Texas coming up and the fact that they're unranked doesn't mean anything really. I mean, you know, that game meant everything last year, whenever they traveled to Austin, when Texas came to Baylor and then you go to TCU and UCF who could be a giant killer in Orlando. And it could be the same thing that happened to Kansas. So, you know, really just like you said, every night, there's going to be upsets. There's going to be close games, and tonight might be one of them. And Parker, looking at, I I give Jaden Nunn a lot of stuff. Okay, I think he does a lot of things right, and his mistakes get amplified. We saw that in the game last night, the the foul at the end of regulation, and then taking yep. a, an open an open three, but with an open lane to the basket that would have won the game. And he ends up shooting three of ten from the floor. Langston Love, on the other hand, coming off the bench once again it leads Baylor in scoring for the second time in three games with 15 off the bench. Would you be surprised to see a shuffle in this lineup and see Langston love starting? Or do you think Scott drew likes him more of an energizer bunny off the bench? Well, and I think obviously the the mistakes made by Jaden down, down the stretch. So obviously the two missed free throws were huge. Mm. And, and you, you mentioned the statistics free throw shooting. It's, It's not Baylor's strength. We know that they're, towards the middle below the middle of the big 12 in terms of free throw shooting. But yeah, those mistakes just can't happen. And I think Langston has given tons of valuable minutes uh, out of off the bench and really been maybe the sixth man of the year in terms of the big in, in the big 12. So when you think about it, it's just kind of, it's a tough decision for Scott drew to have to make. And, and, Honestly, I think it's a good problem to have that sure. you have two quality guards that you have to make that decision with. But I think when you when push comes to shove, you got to put the best player out there, whoever's hot, the hot hand. And I think Langston right now is that hot hand for Scott Drew and the Bears. And maybe, yeah, I don't know if it's the best decision right now, but if that continues and maybe you throw him out there against UCF or when you really need it. But I th- I don't think the Bears are at that point just yet. 
talking with Parker Ream of Fox 44 covering the Bears and all sports, but he's a big basketball guy too. So looking at, we're not even two full weeks into the Big 12 schedule, Parker, and we already have seen Kansas lose to UCF. We've seen Houston lose twice. We have seen, uh, who else? We've seen Texas lose to West Virginia. So that said, are Baylor fans, be very much included in this, taking this loss too hard against a team that, you know, wasn't receiving any votes, but could certainly be on the bubble for a tournament spot when all these other teams are dropping dropping games to lesser opponents too. Are we taking this loss too hard? Yeah, and I think I think that's a good question and and very introspective for yourself to you. uh, <laughs> to kind of look look inward a little bit. Uh, but I think you know, it, obviously, it stings a little bit more because of that Jerome Tang factor, and and people take this loss more because they're a little more irked that the guy that, that left Scott Drew's camp has come back for revenge and Scott Drew just can't figure out a way to beat him. And, uh, but this is a good Kansas state team. You know, they only lost by one to Texas tech. And that was a, that was a contentious game all throughout. They, they blew out UCF blew out West Virginia. I mean, this is not a team that's, uh, you know, like you said, it's right now it's a bubble team and, and could be more than that. But I think they are overreacting a little bit. And uh, it just you got to you got to take every loss with a grain of salt. You know, there's still three and one in in Big 12 play. This is, this is just the first loss um, of of the conference slate. So you got to got to pump the brakes a little bit. I think I think the Bears are going to be just fine. And Parker, final thing for me to try and keep it on an optimistic note here, because you said you still you still have a good amount of belief in this team. Do you think, with with the parity that we see in this league, that they are still very much amongst those teams that could win this conference outright in the regular season? For sure, and and obviously you look towards either winning winning it outright in the regular season or possibly their first ever Big Twelve championship in the in the tournament. I I think that. You know, this team has all the tools that it takes to compete for one of those and, and possibly win it. They're definitely at the top or maybe in those top four spots of who could win the conference. But it's, again, going to come down to who steps up for this team. You know, we've seen flashes from Eve Misi, Jacoby Walter, you know, even even Jaden Nunn at times and Langston Love coming off the bench. But who's really going to be that guy that, says I'm going to take this team over the top because last year Keontae tried to do that and ultimately the Bears couldn't get it done but who's going to get it done this year I think that's going to be the main thing and I think they can get it done um who steps up we'll see Parker Reem first time joining us here on the press box Fox 44 here locally so covering the Bears inside and out in the trenches at the pavilion and everywhere else Parker where can people find your work uh, well, they can find me on Twitter at Parker underscore Reem or X, uh, formerly yes, known thank as Twitter, you. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Parker dot Reem, uh, Parker underscore Reem dot sports. And then uh, you can also follow our uh, our Instagram, Fox 44 sports uh, or wherever you can just Google our um, our website. Parker, thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. We're in the pavilion. Thank you very much, Cam. Have a good one, Parker. Appreciate it. I, I got to pull up one quote here, Ward, before I, I put to bed this massacre that happened last night. 
Remember Christian Hackenberg, mm-hmm. the old quarterback from Penn State, drafted by the Jets? This is one of my favorite quotes of all time. Some reporter <laughs> asked Woody Johnson, the Jets owner, uh, what do you have to say about this unidentified coach who said that Christian Hackenberg can't throw the ball into the ocean right now? Woody Johnson said, which ocean? <laughs> That's the best. That's all I could think about last night. Cameron, the Bears can't shoot the ball into the ocean right now. Which one? <laughs> Pick one. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bad one last night. And honestly, the more I get detached from it, the more positive I'm spending it, Ward, which I know surprises you. I mean, it, look, it's not a good thing. By, by any means, this is not an acceptable game. The way they played, the way they kept going to that shooting well. And I get some nights it just doesn't go in for you, but it, if you're a top 10 offense, it cannot be that bad. You can't have 22 more field goal attempts than the other team and lose. You just can't do it. No, but, you can't. But I, I just I come back to this positivity well of... Well, the conference is really good, and we've seen these other teams lose, and Aaron is not liking that. It's it's not it's not good. I, I can't really spin anything positive from just this game in general, but I still do like the makeup of this team, and I have to agree with what some of Parker said there. I, I I do like the makeup of this team. I just see them playing a game like last night, and I think, boy, if they have anything half that bad against Kansas or Houston or, God forbid, even a, a TCU or an Iowa State, that's going to be bad news, man. It's going to be bad news. No, you you can't. You can't play like that night in and night out. Not in this conference. No. You're going to have games like that in this conference just because of the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be able to overcome games like that. Right. And we'll find out early Saturday morning if they can overcome that game. That That's a, that's a big one on this schedule. I, and thankfully that Baylor will get a little bit more of a rest than Texas will. That that is a big factor to have an extra twenty four hours basically of rest for, a, but it's a Saturday morning game. It's in Austin, and whatever Texas does tonight, they're still going to be quote unquote desperate. Maybe too strong a word, but desperate for a win. A team that you know barely beat Cincinnati. They lost to West Virginia. They need a marquee win. And by the way, so does Baylor right now. I know BYU is higher ranked than Texas, but to go to Texas on the road and win, that would be that would be really nice for this team. But we've seen them against desperate teams this year, and the ones I think of are Kansas State and Michigan State. And they lost both of those games. So we'll see. I think they still got the talent to be up there at the top of the conference in the end. But if if they put together a few games that are, again, even half as bad as as the way they performed offensively last night, they will not be in that upper echelon. I'm sorry. They won't. Well, they've got to figure a way to get past that and not have to rely on the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. To Because we know how they see feel about what, that. Well, to see what their future is. Because, look, again, I don't like the Big 12 tournament. I think it's a joke. And you don't want to go into that needing that tournament to get you a higher seed. Mm-hmm. You need to be already set going into that tournament where you can say, yeah, we're going to go out and play, and I get it. Coach Drew's going to say, we go out and win to, to win every game. No, you don't. Not when it comes to that. Specifically his record in Kansas City, yeah. <laughs> you just, you, you've got to find a way, okay, we're going to go out there, and if we do win, fine. If we don't, that's even better because I want to rest my legs because this tournament counts. This one means nothing. Right. Right, and they need to... They need to start stringing together some premier wins, which I have no doubt they will. I mean, they even did that last year, and I and I didn't have a lot of love for that team last year. 
Uh, but I, I think there are some correctable mistakes here. I don't think you leave the gym today until so- everyone hits 100 free throws, though. Maybe I'm old school in that, too. 47% from the free throw line. Oh, it just can't happen. No. It just can't happen. Can't do that. It's called a free throw for <laughs> a reason. You would think it would be easy. Not for some. <laughs> All right, we'll come back and put a bow on this one. Press box returns right after this. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Richard Car Trades for the best, so they have a lot full of pre-owned cars and trucks. 100 used cars and trucks to choose from, all inspected with 172-point inspection and the Richard Car seal of approval. The financing goal at Richard Car is 100% credit approval, and they say yes when others say no. For 24 years in Central Texas, Richard Carr has built a reputation that people you can count on for your automotive needs. Richard Carr is run by proud Central Texas and proud Baylor Bears. Log on to richardcarr.com today or go by and see them off Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. I'm Kyle Tumbleton, general manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress free. Call me today. 
I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as X-Media's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Here on this Wednesday. With social media the way it is, and we all know it's rampant. Yeah. Some of it's annoying to a certain extent. Some of it's very annoying to a short extent. But it is what it is. With it out there the way it is, and Jason Kelsey... All over the internet, after the game, I'm retiring. That's it. I'm done. Huge story, right? Yep. Comes out on his podcast and says, well, (laughs) you know what? Emotions were too high at the moment, and I'll make a final decision later. Why? What's the purpose in running it back and saying, ah, I was... I was upset. We just got drugged. And I decided I was going to retire. I mean, are you are you upset at yourself because it got out there mm-hmm. and you didn't get the big fanfare goodbye that you felt like you deserved? Is that where we're at with social media? Well, I would say on the flip side, why is he just announcing it right away? Why is he saying it right after the game? Like what's the what's the benefit of that? I mean, just I, take I guess a couple he was days to think he about just it. Got I, I guess, and it was a bad end of the season for the Eagles, but why not just think about it is more me. Like, you know, you've got time. Your season's over, you know. Give it some thought, and then, you know, once the bad taste is out of everybody's mouth, you can go and have Jason Kelsey Day in Philadelphia. It is weird for, I mean, not that this makes him any kind of a bad guy or anything, but no, it just... always seems like a very nice, humble guy, you know, I think it's the evilness of social media. Probably. He didn't get his shining moment, so, oh, well, hang on. It's not official yet. I got to get my shining moment on X or Facebook. And he did look emotional at the end of that game. Extremely. Like, almost P.O. is like, I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm retiring. You know? Not quite like that, but you saw the the video of him on the sideline. It was Mm -hmm. just like, it, it was all hitting him at once. Um... Heck of a player. Going to be a Hall of Famer, probably. Probably. Just give it some time, Jason. Think it out. Talk with well, your brother on the podcast. I mean, that's what he said he's <laughs> going to do. I mean, when the time is right, we'll make that decision. And you will get your moment. Yeah, I, I just think it, he's 
upset that, you know, his brother's getting the getting a lot of shine. A lot of shine from Taylor Swift. He and already he's had not, more Super Bowls. He, he's not getting a whole <laughs> lot of shine because he didn't get his shining moment to ride off into the sunset because he felt like he opened his mouth prematurely. Poor I man. don't know. I mean, you really want to end on that game? Well, I, true. I think it's when it's time, it's time. Brady, I don't care. Brady but, ended his career losing to the Cowboys in the playoffs, <laughs> man. Doesn't get much worse than that. I mean, when it's time, it's time, right? Yeah. It it I don't I mean, everybody would love to be Elway or somebody like that that, that went out on top. There's but that's that almost never happens. It exactly right. That's few and very, very far in between. And it doesn't do much to your legacy. I mean, is anyone really, really going to remember that Manning won the Super Bowl in his last season with one of the worst statistical performances ever and Brady lost to the Cowboys in his last game? No. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. It does not change your overall fingerprint on the league. No. no. It doesn't. Certainly. Is it nicer to go out on top? Yeah. Cool. But, I mean, who wouldn't love that? But it just, it it's a rarity. Very, very rarely happens. I mean, you just got to decide. If it's my time, it's my time. I I don't care if we won one ball game. I don't care if we won eighteen ball game. What is the what is the worst way you've seen an athlete go out? Oh, I think anytime think a, a, you're forced out of on an injury, no matter that's who bad. it is, yeah, I that's that's the one you got to feel for more than any. My dad used to always talk about, and this is showing his age big time. Seventy three World Series. Willie Mays was playing for the Mets. Mm-hmm. And they stuck him out in center field, and he just couldn't do it anymore. He just couldn't keep up. And he was like, it was just sad, sad to watch. Like, he couldn't, he didn't have the range to play it anymore. And I thought, well, it's a pretty sad way to go out. You know, Larry Bird sitting on his stomach on the sidelines for a bad Celtics team. Things like that. That stinks, man. Well, and the reason. Wish they could all ride off into the sunset. That's the thing, though. Athletes, one, are creatures of habit. And two, professional athletes are uber competitive or they wouldn't be where they're at. Right. And not only are they uber competitive against everybody else, they're competitive within themselves. And sometimes that's a hard reality to face to say, yeah, you know what? I probably should step away before I hang on too long and embarrass myself. Before I'm Emmett Smith playing for the Cardinals. Yes. Before I'm Patrick Ewing playing for the Magic or or Jerry Rice for the Seahawks. Yeah. It becomes that internal battle. It it, it and it does. You see it time and time and time again. And I you know, it's it's sad. Yeah. But it it's reality because that's a hard emotional decision to admit to yourself, go, yeah, I can't do this can't anymore. anymore. All that to say, it could be a lot worse, Jason Kelsey. I mean, you just went to the Super Bowl last year. You spent your whole career with this team. You're going to be in the Hall of Fame. And you still, you could play. I mean, that's the thing I was getting to, is he could he could still play well, physically, could. you know. So it's not like he's limping to the finish line is what I'm trying to say. No, but I, I you know, and I don't even care if he – comes back if he doesn't come back fine right, I know that right, right. it's the way that this unfolded that it was all over social media that he's done that was it and world, then man. we get to Wednesday and he's like wait hold on tap the brakes I may I not know. be done <laughs> may not be done I don't know yet gosh I just yeah why I hate social media 
Mm. Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) (laughs) Weekend's game's coming up. Houston and Baltimore on Saturday, and Green Bay and San Francisco on Saturday night. Lamar Jackson, if he beats this Houston team, he's he's already got the MVP, right? Right, right. Yeah. There's there's no doubt. Right. But does he really change his legacy if he gets this team to the Super Bowl? I think that would change his legacy more than winning his second MVP, because we don't we still don't know if he can do it in the playoffs. I mean, remember his first MVP? They were the number one seed that year. They got bounced at home in the first round. Mm-hmm. So we we still don't know what Lamar can do in the postseason. They haven't made a conference championship under him. You know, if if he wants to be in that echelon of Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, who I understand has also not made a conference championship game, or or Joe Burrow. I mean, he's made the Super Bowl. Mahomes has won a couple Super Bowls. It's time to start winning in the playoffs. The MVPs are great, but it's time to start winning in the playoffs. And that's why I think that's such an intriguing matchup because you got a team in Houston that they don't know they're not supposed to be here. They're playing with house money. All the pressure's on Baltimore. They've got the MVP. They've got the number one seed. They've got the cold game. And C.J. Stroud's just playing with house money again. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I think this game is more important than whether he wins the MVP or not. I do too. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Also on Sunday, Tampa Bay and Detroit, Kansas City at Buffalo. So we'll get into the NFL tomorrow as your boy Q will join us right here on the Press Box. And we get ready for another weekend of the NFL coming up starting on Saturday. J-Mo's next right here on ESPN Central Texas, followed by the Matt Mosley Show. It's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Cameron Aaron, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long.